Dun da 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 da. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like in The Little Mermaid when all of the animals are like like trumpeting <laughs> and all the like mermaids are about to all of the dwarves are frightened. Yeah. yeah, she's our sister, Ari. <laughs> On that note, welcome to this episode of the I Am Me Collective podcast. Ow, ow, ow. Today, we have an incredible guest, my wonderful friend and roommate, Ms. Aubrey Sage. Yeah, give her a round of applause. I know you're all doing it at home with me right now. Yay. Aubrey, can you take a minute to introduce us to introduce yourself? Hello, hello. Uh, my name's Aubrey Sage. I um, have been friends with Gabby since our college years. Uh, I don't know exactly how many years that is because you were a year ahead of me, or I was a year ahead of you. Um, but we, but I stayed a year later, so we still graduated in the same year. And uh, anyway, yeah, it's been a few years and uh, we've done a few plays together and um, and we were both still in Bellingham during the pandemic. Um, and so we kind of man- maintained the friendship post school through that. And then we ended up working at the same cafe <laughs> also during the pandemic and then um, cut to couple years later now we are living together in los angeles which is crazy yeah wow okay wait so how many plays have we done together i know we were obviously the norman conquest that's three <laughs> okay sure that's three yeah we did a crazy comedy trilogy called the norman conquests where we played sisters and that was one of the most fun experiences in theater yeah. i've ever had and it was crazy because yeah. i liked i the way I would explain it to people is I said, it's kind of like the Angels of America of comedy, only in the sense that, <laughs> only in the sense that it is um, a marathon to watch. <laughs> and we actually had marathon days where we would do all three plays in one day. So three two-hour plays equals like six hours of doing theater, which was so exhausting, but so fun. And that was... For me, anyway, just about the last thing I did before the pandemic shut theater down. So that was a great last thing to get all my creative and theater urges out of my system before taking a long break. So, so yeah. But to That's... answer your question, the other plays <laughs> we've done together. Um, did Bicycle Noir. Bicycle both Noir. Fun Home, which was... Um... Very special. Our last, my last college play I got to do with you. And then we did a devised show called I Began Anyway. And we were in the Secret Garden. Oh my gosh. Yep. Secret Garden. So summer stock for our college. If you play uh, there. Uh, yeah. Wow. Young Frankenstein. Oh That's the other one. Oh, yes. We were in Young Frankenstein together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got done a few over the years. Uh, we, <laughs> I, I've noticed in quite a few of the plays, or, yeah, in a good few of them, we either played sisters or in Fun Home, you played my mother. Uh, so we're 
and weirdly oh. at the cafe a lot of people would mistake us for each other which i don't think we look alike i just think we're similar height and we had similar look- hair for a while short hair for a while but for the le- like even months after gabby left the cafe i was still there was like gabby right it's like no <laughs> literally i'll take it as a compliment don't. but no <laughs> I'm a we don't person. look alike at all it's so funny to me like yeah. at, at one there was one brief moment in history when aubrey and i both had pixie cuts <laughs> yes that was, and that, oh, was, that was special that was, that was it special. like i have a very round face and aubrey has a longer face and aubrey has dark hair and like her skin is more fair and mine is a little more olive and we don't look anything alike so it's really funny that people like so many times cast us as siblings or assume we're the same person it's like okay sure (laughs) we've just got a family vibe (laughs) they're like and now we live together so people are like well i guess <laughs> oh my god. Norman Conquest was so much fun. It was. I, had, it was I feel like insanity. In, yeah, like being in Fun Home together, being in Fun Home in general, like Fun Home was so beautiful and it was like honestly a life changing experience, like working on that <laughs> show. Yes. I wouldn't necessarily say it was like fun yay ha 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 it's a yeah Um, it's a deep show that goes i think goes into a lot of people's brings up a lot of people's personal trauma i mean i still i still had fun working on that show but but it was very cathartic and beautiful but yeah but norman conquest was just so silly and yeah a very 70s farcical comedy and yeah yeah and we were all british and everyone is like sleeping with each other's spouses (laughs) and the the wild (laughs) the most like absurd thing about it too is that it seems like nobody really cares i mean they do care obviously that's like the drama of the play is that like oh no everyone's gonna care but then once everything comes to light it's kind of like "Eh." my (laughs) yeah if you're not familiar with the norman conquest gabby's character um like the central one of the central plot points was gabby's character my sister slept with my husband and i was like so what why what's the problem <laughs> <laughs> why like, all, why are we making a big deal out of this and so <laughs> there's all Teach this lead up about like ruth can never know ruth can never know and then ruth finds out and it's just like thinks it's hilarious again, i guess like, oh my i God, don't know i would have never expected that from you <laughs> what yeah she's like i didn't know you had it in you Uh, yeah i'm impressed if anything (laughs) (laughs) okay i have pictures of us that i can post i'll post pictures of us on oh my god norman like in our costumes our Um, costumes in our short hair days (laughs) that was oh my gosh we both grew our hair out during quarantine because we had yeah short hair pixie cuts and then quarantine initiated the mullet grow out and then we're like okay i guess we'll go with this i know (laughs) it's such a thing though it's like once you get past the mullet me at least i was like i can't go back i know yeah some people at least not yeah and really rock that phase luckily not too many people 
had luckily not a lot of us were out in public you know <laughs> but yeah. yeah just feeling your hair grow on the back of your neck and only there yeah. like, oh can somebody please my roommate at the time Robert we we definitely shaved his head in our kitchen because he was like I am done with this like take out the razor we're doing this and I was about the razor. yeah that was a whole moment and then I was about to uh, not shave my head, but just cut off the little mullet ponytail and then not wait for a salon because I was so sick of it. <laughs> I know. I know. Once I, once I, my hair finally got past that stage and was all one length again in like a little bob, I was like, oh boy. I loved that pixie, but we're, we're, we're not we're doing done. I've done. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I just, now. I just put all this work in to get my hair all one length again. Yeah, it's a whole process. <laughs> I gotta keep it. We went, we made it through the other side, and maybe one day we'll do the short hair again. But you were there. Oh, it was special. She was there with me when I got my pixie cut as emotional support. <laughs> I was. That was you were so there. much fun. <laughs> like, okay, I still just have, chop it off. <laughs> I also still have those pictures of you against the orange wall with your fresh, um, yeah, your fresh pixie, my fresh do. <laughs> yeah. I yes, mean, Aubrey got Aubrey got hers like really, really short too. Because with mine, when I got mine, they never ever used like the bzzz, like buzzer clippers. But yep. you got yours mine short enough full, that they did, butch, right? Yeah, yeah. They it was yeah full butch cut, which I loved. And uh, the lady, <laughs> she she didn't even make a big dramatic thing about it. She was just talking to me, and then mid sentence, <laughs> yeah, just cut like a third of my hair off. It's like, <gasps> she's like, keep talking. <laughs> it's not like a kid getting a shot. She's like, it's fine. It's fine. Just <laughs> keep talking. This will be over soon. Okay. <laughs> but no, loved it. It was a whole moment. But then yes, <laughs> post pandemic, we're, we're back to the long hair. But yeah, but that was fun. Good times. Good times. <laughs> it was good times. Uh, <laughs> so Aubrey and I, like, like she already said, uh, we went to the same program. We have been in shows together. Now we're living together here in LA. And that's been, it's been such a fun, like, journey to see all of this unfold because, like, it was very unexpected. Yeah, <laughs> it was so, it's so funny because, like, when we were in the pan, in the pandemic post-college, it was such a pause such like jerking to a halt of obviously not just us two but everybody's trajectories where they thought we were going we I think we were both thinking of going to grad school we both had this whole other plan and then everything just grinded to a halt because of the pandemic and we were just um in Bellingham our college town and just <laughs> working at this cafe and not doing any art or at least I wasn't for a long time and it was a yeah, real moment to pause and rest after um, college, which was good because, um, yeah, <laughs> I was definitely exhausted um, after, after college and needed a, a moment at least to figure out where I, where I wanted to go next and what I wanted to do next. And anyway, so I remember Gabby and I had a brief conversation just randomly at work. I remember I was washing dishes. I at feel like cafe, I'm reliving it right now. At house cafe. And I don't remember. I think you mentioned it first. We were just talking about like, hmm, where, 
where will we go after Bellingham? Because I think for both of us knew that Bellingham wasn't our end destination. It was a great, yeah. like you grew up there and I went to college there. It was a great second home for me. But yeah, we both knew we wanted to move on, but we still weren't sure where. But kind of out of nowhere, you said, I've been thinking about LA recently. Like I've, I don't, I never thought about that, but I've just been thinking about it recently. And I said, you know, me too. And and then we're both just kind of like, huh. And then we moved on, <laughs> moved on, forgot about it. And, um, and then it was maybe a year later or something. Then you finally said, I'm actually doing it. I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving Bellingham and I'm going down to LA. This is the next step for me. And I said, that's great. I'm, I was at a place that I was still, still looking at grad school options. I was still evaluating what I wanted to do. But yeah, it was it was sad when she left Bellingham because I legitimately didn't know when I was gonna see her again. And man, I I would like plan I would plan all these different like outings. It's like we're gonna go out for drinks because I don't know when I'll see you again. And I gave her a letter <laughs> and I gave her a I was literally I was just about to say. And then I was just about to say that Aubrey wrote that you wrote me. I keep I keep obviously I'm like talking to the audience but also talking to you <laughs> but Aubrey wrote me he has this beautiful letter and I was just about to say that and then you said it <laughs> yep no it was a big full-blown goodbye when she left and yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it was straight up it's like goodbye I don't know when I'll see you again but I hope less I than a year later we're living together <laughs> literally like four months later and I just texted you out of nowhere I was like so plan is now for me I'm moving to Los Angeles um, and I need a roommate and she said huh funny I also need a roommate now <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> if you're if you're looking I could use them too <laughs> so and here we are <laughs> here we are and we've been uh -huh. nesting we just put up a lot of decorations in our yes. living room yes our apartment is slowly starting to look like an apartment we i think we yeah. have one box left that we'll eventually put away but yes yes but um yeah it's slowly starting to come together and yeah and i've i'm you've been here um not necessarily in this apartment but you've been in la for a few months now so you you have some claim that you've lived here for a, a while and you yeah and I'm more still in the transition phase a little bit. I'm still in that, which, which is good. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's a process and I'm trying not to rush, rush anything. Um, I'm trying to just kind of take things a step at a time just because we, yeah, we both <laughs> uprooted our lives and are in a very different place than we've ever lived. Um, and yeah. it's, there's, yeah, there's some, there's some adjustment time and I'm, yeah, for myself and uh, what I've <laughs> learned through the pandemic about myself, it was just like, okay, I don't, I don't need to run full speed all the time. I don't need to be, <laughs> uh, um, I don't need to be booking things right this second. I am still um, un literally unpacking my stuff and getting, getting myself emotionally physically settled and slowly starting to plant my roots here and and that's taking time and I'm just kind of trying to um 
let it unfurl as naturally as it can. And yeah, yeah. go slow yeah. and steady in a, in a sense. Kind of like <laughs> sometimes forget about that a little bit about like, it feels <laughs> to me like you've been here longer than you have been, but yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's only been two months. I know. In a weird way for me, it, it seems like it's been a lot longer than two months as well. But yeah, it's just just about two months for me. And um, you were, and there was a period where you were by yourself in this apartment because I was still driving down, but we needed to secure this apartment. <laughs> and that, yeah. was a whole, that was a whole <laughs> deal of talking over the phone, signing leases. But, but yeah, luckily yeah. And Aubrey here and could move in and then I'm like, cool, I'll be down. I'll be down soon. <laughs> keep, and I have to say that like, for me. Aubrey is the kind of person who could like truly, I'm convinced rule the world because Aubrey is like <laughs> literally across the Atlantic ocean in Europe doing like a Shakespeare intensive training thing. And also <laughs> like sending me like Zillow updates and be like, Oh, maybe this place, maybe this place, maybe this place. I emailed them and them and them. And I called these people and I'm like, damn, thank God I have Aubrey on my side to help oh, with well. all of this moving. It was so stressful. <laughs> it's, it was, well, yeah, well, also, in that sense, thank God for Gabby to be, like, she was the only one here, like, boots on the ground here, looking at places, because I could not be there. I, I was in Bellingham, and then, um, and then, yeah, I, <laughs> I, having not moved and really done any art or anything in about two and a half, three years since the pandemic, I, um, I was starting to make plans and had been saving up for a while to uh, move somewhere. And then it turned out to be LA that ended up being the next kind of natural transition for me. And I had family down here as well, but kind of as a whim, I, I applied for this Shakespeare intensive program in London and I didn't hear about it for months. And I was like, I, that was a stupid thing. I'll forget about it. And, and then months later, they're like, okay, you're off the wait list. Are you coming? I was like, Oh shoot! Uh, should I? Oh, that's crazy. I so I, it was, yeah, it was kind of a crazy thing that I I could make it work, and I was lucky that actually circumstance wise and and kind of how timing lined up, it did, and and yeah, that it did kind of line up that I could make that work to go over there for like three weeks. And I, I had never, I've never been to London and I, that's such a crazy, like out of the blue thing that I applied for that. And I didn't think that it would actually happen. So when it was meant that crazy, when that crazy opportunity presented itself, I was even kind of like, wait, 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 <laughs> slow down. I, 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 I shouldn't go, I shouldn't go to that and I should be doing other things and I should be focusing on on moving and all these other things and getting things packed up in Bellingham but but yeah but I ended up finally just saying saying yes to it because again I, I was lucky that everything just kind of lined up and could work out it's like okay it can work out now you just have to say yes to this crazy opportunity and finally I was just like okay carpe diem why not it's not practical <laughs> or, or anything but I'm <laughs> but but we can make it work and we're just gonna do it so so yeah I did a, a 
crazy Shakespeare intensive for three months. So kind of also I, I felt like it was kind of an initiation back into do, doing acting and um, doing any art because I had been so dormant for years at that point. And so, so yeah, so it made things a little crazier and a little more complicated of, again, having to sign a lease over over the phone, which I would have had to do in Bellingham anyway, because I was I was just not in Be I was not going to be in LA for um, until my lease was up and uh, and in Bellingham and um, had to drive down, drive all my stuff down, and um, so yeah, I was trying to make up for the fact that Gabby was here doing all the legwork of looking at places, but I <laughs> I would try to like okay let's touch base a little bit to make sure we actually have a place to live and we do yeah. so yay it worked out yeah and here here we are <laughs> yes here we finally are <laughs> and, oh my and gosh. yes yeah no we made a but we yeah. made a, a good team on that we found a good place i love yes. this apartment oh yay good no i'm glad <laughs> and yeah i did not see it until i officially moved in and so it's like great it looked good over pictures and videos and i'm glad glad we could make this work uh yeah. even though <laughs> none of it was ideal or <laughs> or by the books but we still made it work and yeah, yeah. It was a lot of trends it was nothing for so long for me and then just a whole bunch of change and transition like crazy and and like two one two months um, and now being in a fully different place. So that's also partially why I'm like, okay, whew, now I'm here. This is where I live now. And now let's try to acclimate and yeah, kind of take care of myself and find my new self-care rhythms here and my new kind of rituals here that work for me in this new place. Um, Cause yeah, just, just kind of daily life is different. And so how to navigate that and um, yeah, trying to kind of take more of a self-care approach in that as well um, and not having because uh, yeah there's still such a I think <laughs> leftover um, <laughs> college hyper motivated um, burnt out <laughs> part of me <laughs> that um. Um, is that is saying like all right you've been here two months now like you got to start booking things. You got to start like putting yourself out there. You got to take all these classes. You got to like really get back into your craft and you've missed so much time with the pandemic and now like hit the ground running. And, but uh, my body is like, mm -mm, no, nope, that's not going to work this time. <laughs> slow uh, and steady oh. girl, slow and steady. So I'm, I, glad I'm, that, that. I'm glad that you're bringing that up too, because that's like, I mean, for all of us creatives here, that's, I feel like I can say that that's, a big thing this like constant um this like never-ending need to produce or maybe not need because i don't feel mm -hmm. like we always feel the need internally like i guess like the need doesn't always stem from ourselves you know sometimes it's stemming mm -hmm. from a lot of the time it's stemming from like outward pressure it's yeah, like yeah. you have to constantly create or you're not like I don't know. We're creators. We're not machines, you know? <laughs> yeah. And well, I've also noticed kind of even when I've been, yeah, expectations of other people and whatnot are people kind of assume like if you're not creative, something creating something right now, if you're not in something right now, 
then what are you doing as an artist or you're not successful as an artist um but um so yeah when people have been asking me it's like oh what have you been doing now that you've been, been down in la it's like well i've just getting settled in and i'm looking at i'm looking at uh <laughs> things in the future i'm starting to kind of set my foundations here and that's that's it right now and that's and great I, yeah and that's enough <laughs> yeah oh i wish that like that's something that i really struggle with like because in bellingham when someone asks like how are you what have you been up to mm -hmm. you know they might be talking about work they're also like you know you're probably gonna be talking about life and they're curious about mm -hmm. like your life and what you've been doing with your life mm -hmm. down here it's been an adjustment for me because so many people like when you ask like oh what have you been up to it's like work 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 and everyone just starts talking about work and like not that that's there's nothing wrong with that it has been an adjustment for me because oh no Aubrey she's gone I see you. I don't see myself. She's back. Hello. I hear you, and I, I see your um your yellow blob, but no no video yet. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> we disconnected. No, that's okay. That's okay. It happens. <laughs> Bit of land of technical difficulties. We all have to get used to it. Uh, yeah. 2022, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. We lived through yeah. a pandemic. We're no stranger to the technical difficulty. Share it a life now. <laughs> it's what it is. Well, yeah. Well, you were saying something along the lines of feeling pressured to. Yes, I was saying. Um, Always have something to it, report. Yeah, it can be hard. I mean, I, I, what I was saying is that, like, I, it's an adjustment because I really. Something I really valued in Bellingham and, like, in college, I mostly didn't live with other theater people. There's only one other theater person I lived with, and that was senior year. Um, then live, but then she was, you know, she was doing graphic design and stopped mm -hmm. doing theater classes. And so anyway, like I really, I love, obviously I'm an actor and most, a lot of my friends are actors and I love actors, but I really did value being around people who weren't uh in like entertainment like who didn't who didn't do um you know it just it it was easier to talk about just like normal things and now I feel like it can be really hard to just talk about like I don't always want to talk about work yeah I don't always yeah. I like I I that's love, healthy that's healthy <laughs> yeah like, I mean, I'm very creative and obviously you are all listening to me talk on this podcast about art, which is my work and, you know, creativity and all of that. So obviously I do love to talk about all that stuff. Um, it's really nice to be able to take a break and just talk to someone about just like life and just like connecting as people. For sure. And I feel like that doesn't always happen when it's like, okay, let's jump right into talking about all the projects that I've been working on or all the projects mm -hmm. that like yeah. are on the books. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah where's your worth on, as a person if you're not if you don't have projects to report or anything yeah you know, yeah fun. and sometimes it's like well I just was asking about how it's how like your day is going just because I, I want to know and, and talk to you I didn't I wasn't trying to mm -hmm. <laughs> open up a whole conversation about like the um 
like the projection of of our careers <laughs> but i guess yeah, here yeah. we are talk, talking about <laughs> our careers again mm-hmm. miss that about i miss that about bellingham i miss yeah. people like talking more about life than about yeah. like there's just more work-life separation whereas now it feels like there's such a grind where there's like a it feels like there's not as much of that work-life separation. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, you know, I'm definitely on my own journey of that as well, but I've been trying to be more intentional. And again, of me just kind of acclimating to living here and getting back into work as an actor, which again, mm-hmm. I'm, I've, I've been starved for because, um, yeah, the last three years of not doing really much artistic or being really not having any or very little opportunities to do that yeah that yeah just when i was back in bellingham i was like even i started joining a choir and doing more dance and just things that could um help me be creative again and try try to find the essence of that because i felt like i lost it and and it wasn't even like as a need to prove anything. It was just for me because it it just brings me so much joy. So on the point I was trying to make. Um, so yeah, I'm thrilled to be, I'm thrilled to be back in it. I'm thrilled to be in a environment where people do want to create things and um, and are actually willing to put in the work to make things happen. And yeah. like, okay, let's let's write something together. Let's do something together. We don't need anybody else's permission. Let's just make something. I love that. And I'm yeah. and I've been starved for that. However, I'm trying to make an intention t- because I also ha- <laughs> had a full life outside of my art in uh, Bellingham, which was healthy and grounding for me. And I want to create that yeah. here as well. And so I'm kind of making it a point try different things to try to branch out meet different people that i'm not necessarily doing anything artistic with and but yeah just kind of trying different things out yeah going to a non non-competitive <laughs> dance class or or fitness thing or and like yeah yoga and meditation things and maybe yeah try to meet people through those kind of things where yeah we <laughs> um or yeah, I can know people outside of my art, have friends outside of my art, and create a more well-rounded life that is grounding yeah. to me, um, yeah. where I can I can step away, <laughs> where I can have some breathing room um, yeah. from the business <laughs> and the work of acting when I need it, because it yeah. is needed sometimes for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I think it's it's so important to have like. I think that it's really hard when your entire life is a is your art. I think it's hard mm-hmm. to separate your worth from your art and your value yeah. from your art. Like mm-hmm. and that's just, you know, for me, one of those things I made this was back when I was in Bellingham though. I mm. was, you know, really struggling with a lot of different different stuff and going through like personal change and I was definitely questioning for a while like okay, I need to figure out like, who am I Mm -hmm. outside of this? Like, what are things that I enjoy doing that aren't necessarily connected to that, 
And then those things also end up like, always, like when I go for a walk, I always come up with creative ideas, but I originally <laughs> started going for walks. Not to get away from that like, stuff. But interestingly, yeah, I feel like a lot of times when you do give yourself space to step away, that's when a lot of creativity does come. Exactly. Um, or you give it room for yeah. it come, and you can jot it down, but it's still like taking a break from it and allowing more of it to come in. But <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that can help. Totally. That healthy, healthy space. Mental health and... <laughs> Well-being. Absolutely, absolutely. You, just, you. I mean, you have to have like room in your life, and you know, mm-hmm. you have to have space in your life for things to 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 fill. You know, things will mm-hmm. fill that space; they'll grow. Like mm-hmm. you know, but and yeah, yeah, I totally agree that like your the creativity comes in more when it has some breathing room. But also, yeah, yeah just like and I was saying, like your like your to the creativity as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you have other things going on in your life, it's easier. I mean, this is true for all creatives, probably especially true for actors. Like, if you have something else to do in your life, then you're not going to feel awful all the time when you're not acting. Um, Yeah, yeah. And it's just good to have things, other things to do. Because creating, being an artist, it's not like the hard or the hard horrible. What was I? The hard... (laughs) horrible <laughs> like stereotype like tortured and oh like it doesn't have to be that way but like no. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it's easy all the time being an mm-hmm. artist because that would be a fucking lie and that's not what I'm trying to do here <laughs> <laughs> um but no, of course not I'm, yeah, it yeah. makes it easier to have like other things to go to when it's like oh my god being an artist is so hard right now I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I am also doing this other thing that is like giving me a break and giving me space and like, yeah, oh my yeah. god, just a minute, a minute to like that artist struggle way in my brain for just like mm-hmm. an hour while I go and do this other thing that's Absolutely, not affiliated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think I I remember at one of our um, we had a um. Uh, what do you call it, theater festival or something, KCACTF, Kennedy Center, um, American, yeah, something like that. Um, But yeah, there's, um, we went to an event, there was a lot of workshops, and one of them was um, with a casting director, it was called Playing the Long Game, and... Oh, I went to that one. Did you go to that? Yeah, he um, gave some good advice on that. in the sense of just like yeah it's how can you stay in this industry if if you're stepping into the industry of art the industry can be very hard and doesn't champion the artist a lot of times um so how do you stay well in that as a person yeah not even just as an artist as a person and and like yeah he just said little things like yeah have friends outside of friends outside of (laughs) this um of this thing develop other hobbies just yeah yeah don't put your whole personhood to this because then it will crumple because you can't live your life like in uh, it's not healthy to live your life where your worth is attached to your art and you are waiting on approval of others whether that be director or casting director whoever to say yes to you to be good enough quote unquote to be in this 
thing to be booked for this thing that is not that is not gonna serve you in the long run i, I yeah no. that's so how can you make yourself how can you keep yourself well and yeah. have a whole yeah. a grounded sense of worth for yourself and have a good life that that your art is a very big part of but it does not define your life it does not define you, you know your success for your life you define your success with um, and you can make your own work with people that you love and surrounding yourself with people yeah. you love in art and out of art but just kind of making Absolutely. a more whole version of yourself that is that this does not fully take over I don't know how much sense I'm making but <laughs> I'll use oh I think I think I think you're making that. perfect sense yeah just um, like enjoy your life like don't let this get in the way of enjoying your life make like <laughs> art a part of your life but have a life and know uh, that your worth is not tied to this yeah. Oh my gosh. That's oh, yeah. wild to me that you like remember all that from that workshop. Oh, man, that's, the only it stuck with me because I was like, oh, write this down, write this down. <laughs> I gotta know this. The only <laughs> that's so funny. The only thing that I remember from that workshop literally <laughs> is Jason asking the guy leading the workshop like how to navigate. Like <laughs> he was essentially asking like. I want to move in and like, I want to move in with Charlotte and support oh. Charlotte in her career. Mm -hmm. And she's not an actor. I remember his like, he didn't, he didn't specifically say Charlotte, but he was dating Charlotte mm -hmm. and he was talking about like moving in and like having a life with someone who's not mm -hmm. an artistic field and how to balance that. That's the only thing I remember from that workshop is Jason asking that question. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. He's thinking of his oh. future with Charlotte and now they're married. <laughs> Married and it was all because of the the playing all the long the haul workshop. <laughs> workshop because of this workshop and he takes full credit <laughs> yeah i don't even remember that guy's name I um, don't but, but... <laughs> no yeah. uh just Thank sorry to this man to quote kiki palmer have you seen that kiki palmer video who is Which it one? is it like is it an interview with kiki palmer where they're showing her a picture of like it like Dick Cheney or something? I don't know. Oh, it was some. Know what you're talking about. It was some yeah. random person, and she's like looking at the paper, and she's like, "I don't know who this man is." And she's like, "I don't." No disrespect. She's like, "Sorry to this man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to share it. It's so well, funny. No disrespect like, mm, to this man, but I have no idea. I don't know who that is. I've never seen that man in my life. Sorry <laughs> to this man. <laughs> I, I took some notes what you said some of it resonated with me <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll probably never see oh, him again and that's fine <laughs> yeah i mean it, it is so true though it's like we're if you don't live your life you're not gonna have anything to make art with either you know it's like yeah, going yeah. out and just living your life is art going to give you and, yeah, yeah like life Le experience arts, all that yeah and great you're not <laughs> for making art and yeah i think a lot of us have been conditioned to like no you need to work all the time you need to be creating things all the time but yeah if you don't give yourself that break then you're gonna burn out or have nothing else yeah to create um but yeah. but yeah i think the yeah the times of rest and 
taking the time for yourself, whether that be self-care, whether that be doing something that's fully different from you, your art. I've been, I got really into like cooking and baking <laughs> over quarantine. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll do projects <laughs> in that that has, that has nothing to do with advancing my art or my craft as an actor. And there's still a, sometimes a critic in my head is like, you've lost so much time from not doing anything in the last three years. So you got to make up for it and take a million classes. You got to like go out to do these things and put yourself out there. But yeah, my body um, is, I, that's the <laughs> remnants of the old me that just right. wanted to please and did, right. did tie my worth to what what I had to prove as an actor but I'm trying to adjust I'm trying to <laughs> go about this differently because yeah I don't think it's definitely not sustainable for me anyway and so oh, yeah. <laughs> learning me, me neither <laughs> so oh, interesting yeah. to think about like I <laughs> I, I feel like sorry did I interrupt you were you you're fine no I just I had a small end thing so it's not a race yeah I'm so I sometimes my ego thinks it is but I have to remind myself it's not a race one foot at a time so I I, I honestly I wonder sometimes to myself I'm like will that feeling ever go away Hmm. entirely and I don't know if it will for me it's I, it's gotten so much better. I feel like that mm-hmm. less and less and less over time, which I guess is the best you can really ask for yeah. is that and it's quieter. Just like, or, yeah, that observing that quieter. voice without necessarily listening to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I yeah. still have that yeah. feeling all the time. Like I'm not doing enough and I'm like, Gabby, mm-hmm. you're actually doing more than you've ever done before. Because now in yeah. addition to like practicing all this stuff and like being in things, you're also creating your own work. Yeah. Which, like, also takes time, you know? But I'll be like, oh, I'm not acting enough. I'm not, like, sending in enough submissions or I haven't been on Actors Access enough. And it's like, A, mm-hmm. you were just in a two-month-long project. <laughs> B, you have time to you also after do- that before yeah. getting back and- into <laughs> – Yeah. And then B, you literally wrote a short film and are, like, in rehearsals for it starting Tuesday. So, like, chill, Gabby. Chill the fuck out. You are absolutely... I mean, even if I weren't doing those things, though, I would still be having the same conversation with myself where it's like, look at... You literally in the last year had a huge life change in moving out of your hometown for the very first time and, like, adjusting and dealing with all of that. It's huge, yeah. It's like, I have to remind myself all the time that it's like... Mm -hmm shouldn't say all the time like I said that that voice is it shows up less and less for me but it still is like a thing where it's like I wonder like I just don't think it'll ever matter how much I'm actually doing or how little I'm actually doing that voice will just oh it's like you said it's like an it's like an echo of a past self Mm-hmm. And um, it's your, I think it's your ego like your ego is always going to be there on some level like you may not really <laughs> there'll, there'll be times where I listen to it more or I I I get fooled by that I'd be like oh yeah I got I do need to do more and oh I, I am not doing enough and uh, I better <laughs> listen to this that's a good but, point yeah it's not it's not me from a, 
mm-hmm. it's not me from a past life it's totally totally ego in this life <laughs> by past I mean, by past to, life i didn't to. i didn't mean past life like literally like <laughs> i died and was reincarnated like past life i mean like you never the, know. You never in know. theory you know like <laughs> a, like just a, a past a, version like of yourself years but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no you're right that's totally that's totally an ego thought and like Mm -hmm. yeah okay i want to talk i want to talk about ego (laughs) we should have check check ins with each other be like i'm doing this am i spiraling like yes gabby is spiraling (laughs) take a breath go take a nap (laughs) go on a walk come back to me after you've gone on your walk and then Yes, you are spiraling. (laughs) You are, in fact, having a breakdown. Go for a walk. (laughs) Drink some water. When's the last time you drank water? (laughs) Rain it in, rain it in, as we're both drinking our hot tea. (laughs) Yes, yes, no. Healthy reminders. Um, I want to talk about ego. Because I've been having a lot of ego thoughts. And by that, I mean, like, Mm. A just being a normal person who has ego thoughts, but then B, like I've been actively thinking about ego Mm -hmm. um, lately. And one thing specifically, because I have been like, you know how in our acting program, it was, you know, we talked about ego in our Mm -hmm. acting program. That was a big topic, big subject of conversation. Yeah. And been thinking a lot about how we talked about ego in school and how certain things it's like like you know if if you are too like overconfident say and like that could be coming from ego you know or they'd mm-hmm. say like um I guess I'm just going to cut to the chase and get to the point with it instead of trying to like give all these examples because then maybe you'll be able to help me with some examples too. But <laughs> what I've been thinking about is how ego like operates both ways. Mm. Because like for me, the specific thing that this came from was like I've been having a lot of thoughts lately that have been really positive and I've been feeling really great and really excited and like I'm like, okay, don't get overconfident though. Like that that's – don't have like a big head don't be like all in your ego but it's like wait okay so then if i'm too big that's my ego but if i'm too small that's also my ego what the yeah, fuck it's kind of a double-edged sword <laughs> isn't it it's i've yeah uh, i don't remember where her i heard a quote somewhere i'm sorry i can't i can't <laughs> remember where it. but if uh, you remember somebody... you know where to find me yeah yes yeah <laughs> hey gabby <laughs> down the hall um, yeah it said something to the effect of it's your um it's your kind of biggest bully but also your biggest like cheerleader in a sense but not always in a healthy way like like my ego will tell me it's like oh my gosh you're worthless how like how could you um not be how could you not get that how could you be doing this thing or um (laughs) why aren't you doing this thing whatever it is but then at the same time my ego will be like "Mm, i uh, (laughs) i could blow everyone out of here (laughs) out of the water out of here i am the best thing there ever was and yeah and (laughs) get uh boost myself up that way so it's such a double-edged sword and all that and you're like i don't know (laughs) 
that. No, I think what <laughs> manipulative <laughs> relationship in my head. Very back and yes. forth. Yes. I think confidence I think, and I... ego are not necessarily the same thing. Um, as far as oh, like, I, I agree. Genuine, like grounded confidence. Like confidence, like means like like Latin word means like to trust, to trust in yourself. And to, I think that comes mm. from a more grounded place versus your ego mm. might be a little more still on the insecure side of being like I could, I'm better than that person. I should be getting this thing. Like oh, where I it like comes that. from like, a more insecure place. I find for yeah, me. Anyway. Yeah, and like the ego, it's like trying e- to overcome yeah, and there might be like a lens there, like you just said, like of comparison with your mm-hmm. ego. Whereas, yeah, with the conf- the the that inner confidence doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. it. Uh, I think yeah, you're. Uh, I, and I'm on a journey with this myself. My <laughs> confidence can be very grounded sometimes, and other times it just feels like it's not there at all. So that I think that's yeah. you know a constant journey. Um, but I find that confidence is something that I can continue to work on in kind of rooting myself and being grounded in myself. Again, my self-worth, my, my sense of self, even outside of my art, just as a human person. Um, and that takes work and that takes nurturing. But then ego, that doesn't... You know, that doesn't need any help. That doesn't need any work. It's always working. <laughs> like, it just comes out of nowhere. I've been like... That yeah, bitch doesn't your, quit. Yeah, right, you're prettier than them. or, But then at the other hand, they'll be like, no, I'm the worst. Like, why? <laughs> you idiot, why did you worst. say that? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, like, it doesn't need any help. My ego doesn't need any help. My confidence, that oh, needs a little totally. And totally. I think that's a more mature relationship that will grow throughout the years, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I think I think what got me thinking about this on my walk the other day was I listened to a lot of audiobooks. Mm. Um I was listening to an audiobook that was I told this to Aaron and all of you guys already but I I like nonfiction. You know I I really like memoirs. I like yeah. I like things like that a lot. And so I was listening to a memoir. Um I was walking and I was like, I learned so much from listening to other people tell their stories, Mm. listening to like what other people have to teach and what other people have to say. And I got this kind of flashback to to acting class and to, and I was also thinking about my own teaching and like this community. Um, And was like, I was thinking about how one of our professors at one point, I don't know if he said this to you guys, but at one point, like in our classes and in discussion with me, there was definitely a conversation about like how telling your story or like as a teacher, like bringing your story into it is like from your ego. Mm. And it's like, it shouldn't be about you. It shouldn't be about your experience or like how, um, like Rich was talking about like the, why you don't like necessarily share your experience with an exercise because mm, you don't want it to yeah. influence your students and how like sharing your experience that's about you and that's your ego I've been thinking about that like over the last few days not because I like totally disagree or anything but just because it's been a thought because I'm like huh how does that work though because I feel like we gain so much from listening and to other people's experiences and to other people's stories and so that's again a thing where it's like sure 
sharing your own story, I totally think could be from a place of ego. And I'm sure there are plenty Mm -hmm. of examples that come to mind of like times where it's kind of like, oh, that person just really likes to listen to themselves talk, Mm -hmm. but none of us are actually getting information from them. Mm -hmm. That was just an interesting thing when I was thinking about it walking the other day, I was like, so like the people who wrote these books, are they like living in their Mm -hmm. ego? Are they like so full of themselves for like (laughs) sharing their story? Because I'm getting so much from it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't I think... know. It's just, it's just been on my mind. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it can. Yeah, I think I can see it um, coming from both lenses of, in in yeah. you know we're taught with acting school like it's about listening like you are listening to the other person mm. and while you're listening to the other person it's not helpful to be thinking about, oh, what am I going to say next? What's my next line? What's my, <laughs> mm-hmm. what's me, 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 my, my, my story. What am I going to bring up to conjure this? It's like, no, just listen to the other person and see what they, what they, how they can affect you. Cause yeah, I think acting is very much about kind of opening yourself up to listen to each other. And if you're closed yeah. off, just thinking about yourself, then, then yeah, that can come from ego at times that that can shut things off in the listening did you just hear that the dog is that a dog it's a dog barking like right outside my door and our walls walls are okay. in. so <laughs> here i hear it i hear it now from you it sounds like a dog but at first it sounded like like a <laughs> like a weird like it's like we've we've got ghosts the ghosts have entered the chat no <laughs> no this dog <laughs> That I think is, yeah, in our next door apartment or something is freaking out. <laughs> so if you want, we can pause and wait for him to settle down. No, nah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you can still hear me without being too distracted, but. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm. <laughs> that's me being in my ego. I have a whole audience to care about, but I'm like, oh, no, I'm fine. Let's keep going. I don't care about the dog. Fuck the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like along the lines of what you were saying about, yeah, us telling our own stories and we've done classes like personal performances where you do bring your, where you are the artist to tell your own stories. Uh, and that is a very primal human thing to tell other people's yeah. stories and to tell your own stories. And yeah, I think, yeah. Um, yeah. When it, when it is more personal, it is more universal. And that's kind of coming from a more actor creative lens and that can and your stories can be in the room in the creative process of yeah i have something to add from my experiences here like how can that influence what we're making or the project or the script that we're already that was already given to us that we're bringing life to i think that definitely has a place um but yeah but at the same time i think there are times that um in a collaborative sense in a because theater and acting is a very collaborative art form at times um yeah we I think it's healthy to check ourselves too it's like am I being too me 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 right now and am I not listening to other people and could I could I be listening to others more or or maybe at the other hand it's like oh have I not been contributing um should I should I say say more of my my truth in the room right now um, but yeah, but I think, yeah, I, it's, yeah. <laughs> can, can, I can see, I can see where our professor is coming from. 
of oh, yeah. yeah not getting into your own head and your own story so much that you ignore the person right across from you and um and you ignore your collaborators um but yeah but there's also a place for solo storytelling for memoirs and yeah i think storytelling is yeah a primal art form that yeah. that is compelling and um, compelling for us to tell our own stories and tell other people's stories and compelling for other people to listen to stories. That's why humans have been telling stories since the dawn of time <laughs> and will continue to. Definitely. Yeah. Aubrey, you're so wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, two episodes ago, I was talking to you guys about um, about Will and Grace and what Aubrey was yeah. just saying was like, that that's what she was just saying there like yes in 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 summary that like Mm -hmm. connects back to that idea of will and grace like where can i contribute more and where can i maybe yeah um, and where can i step back and and observe or or really listen yeah and just to have that awareness of like i'm not the only person in the room right now how is the room flowing and doing could it use more yeah could it use more will right now or could i uh, or could it use more oh, grace from me of stepping back and just listening? Because, yeah. Like oh, man. Said, <laughs> You're like, what does the room need? We're like, oh, let's feel the space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to have that awareness. Because, yeah, I think especially a lot of novice actors and um, how, how humans, just humans in general, can get very much in their own head and very much, yeah. focused on ourselves too much even in our again in our own ego of either being super insecure or compensating (laughs) overcompensating for whatever when sometimes just need like okay let's just take a step back (laughs) and listen to our fellow collaborators um because yeah at the end of the day um oftentimes it's a collaborative art form and we can learn the most from our peers I think definitely oh definitely yeah and then yeah something i i still need to check in with myself about sometimes but like okay girl <laughs> take a breath take a step back what do we need to do right now uh it's hard i was mm-hmm. talking i was telling sarah too this is a callback to another uh episode five was my episode with sarah the oracle artist check her out if you haven't yet um but that episode I had mentioned like as an actor sometimes you spend so much time trying to avoid your ego or trying not to be like full of yourself um like you're trying so hard to fight your ego that it becomes the biggest thing in the room like Mm -hmm. avoiding it and it ends up it's like oh my god now my ego is taking up all the space and I'm totally stuck I can't create can't remember my lines i can't do anything because i'm so focused on this like wait what am i supposed to be yeah how right. do i be without ego instead of like learning how to like you can't like we're human we have egos that i think similar yeah. to for me anyway um and again this is a constant journey constant reminder for myself but like i feel like it's kind of like similar to having anxiety when you try mm-hmm. to suppress the anxiety and pretend like it's not there, it's so much it, worse. It gets so much worse, doesn't it? And uh, so, like, uh, so yeah, kind of have to again trying to kind of reframe my relationship 
with anxiety and also with ego of rather than trying to ignore it and pretend like it doesn't exist, which it does, like spoiler alert, it does. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, just acknowledge that it's there and like you're a little, little monster that lives on your, your shoulder and you're like, hello, I see you. Yep. Yep. I'm going to do this now. <laughs> and, but you don't have to listen to it or don't do what it tells you necessarily, but, but, uh, but yeah. And yeah, same with the anxiety, <laughs> just rather than uh, be like, shut up, go away. You're not here. And then it just gets worse. I'm just like, okay, girl, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, take a breath first. And um, yeah, <laughs> you're spiraling. Go get a drink of water. Go to walk. <laughs> one of my Back mentors. <laughs> one of my mentors was saying that like ego is like the voice that is rooted. It has its roots in like lived experience. Mm. So like you know, just kind of societal pressures and fears and yeah, like yeah. information. It's like biased, you know, trying mm -hmm. to protect us. Yeah. Whereas our intuition is like connected to all of like our possibility and potential. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I loved that. Oh yeah. I was like, <gasps> Sadie. Ooh, I got down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to I, I did write it down. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that makes that makes so much sense, especially mm -hmm. just like given the the voice, the, like the different voices between my ego and my intuition. It's like, oh yeah, my ego is totally like Blood, that voice Blood. and those fears <laughs> have so come bad. from things that I have heard or like yeah. negative things that have been said to others or that I've yeah. absorbed. For Whereas sure. like intuition and that, that thing that gives me like a creative nudge is just like, hey, here's an idea. Hey, try this thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah, don't touch it. Just try it. <laughs> uh, uh, ugh, I was also talking about intuition. Like, I told Aubrey this already, but <laughs> I got followed on my walk ugh. I took um, yesterday. How fun. It's pretty, yeah, it was pretty freaky. Um, my intuition definitely kicked in, and I felt like my spidey senses tingling suddenly, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, but I didn't yeah. feel, like, anxious, and I didn't have any thoughts going through my head either. It wasn't like my brain was like, you're in danger. This is happening, and this is happening, and these are all the bad things that are happening. It was, like, quiet brain, but my body was like, psh, psh, psh. <laughs> um, I, like, turned around, and this, this, this man had been following me. He had gotten out of his car. Like he had cat called me from his car and then he got out of it and had been following me. Um, and anyway, yeah, my body was like, Hey, look over your shoulder <laughs> real quick. Um, <laughs> for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even that though was a different voice than my ego. My ego was like, sure, yeah. like would rattle off a thousand different things. You know, mm, it would be like, yeah, these are yeah. all the bad, these are all the bad things that are going to happen. And this is why I'm scared and blah, 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 blah. But my intuition mm. was like, just look over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll know yeah, what, I, you'll know what you need to know. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, it, it takes time, I think, but I think just paying attention to how your intuition speaks to you and how that's different from your ego or different from, um, your anxiety and, yeah, it just has a different voice, I think, for everybody. And it just feels different. And to just kind of take note, be like, oh, okay, that's, I should listen to that voice or I need to trust that voice when she comes up and, and, yeah. 
when the other noise comes yeah. up that can be your thoughts or anxiety or maybe less helpful stuff just <laughs> to or the more spiraling stuff to yeah just kind of observe how it's different so you so you can trust your intuition more because yeah that ta- that's a muscle too to over time creativity also yeah keeping you safe what whatever that is but yeah you're that intuition is real and it it speaks to you <laughs> in a sometimes really? less loud and shouty way but it definitely shows up and yeah taking note how that's different for you and yeah yeah Oh, wow. So fun. So fun. Yeah, good. I'm <laughs> glad you listened to your intuition yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's all I'll say. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, it was an interesting, like, this was, this is a random, this is a random story. Yeah. But yeah, let's hear it. There was a moment where I, my intuition came up that kind of came out of nowhere. But it was like, oh, I should have listened to it at the end of the day. I, um, so I got my laptop stolen out of my car last year. Um, I, I have a new one now, luckily, and <laughs> that I was able to figure things out there. But, but the night before I had to work at the cafe, I, I closed my door to go into my house, like, for the night. And there was a thought that, like, I don't know if my door is closed all the way. But instead of me going back to check, I thought, there's nothing in my car right now. Like, nobody's going to steal anything. I'll be fine. So I walked back into my my house. I forgot about it. But the next morning, I got up very early (gasps) to go to my cafe job. And I brought my computer, my backpack with my computer. And I locked my door. But my door was not but one of my doors was not closed all the way and yeah the next day i i realized that too late and it was not fun but it was a a kind of a a learning moment for me being like oh my intuition kicked in and i deliberately did not listen to it and it was just and it was just a very pondering like hey maybe double check this and i was like no nah, i'm good thanks bye <laughs> oh well, my god <laughs> now i know now i know it's like oh should have listened to that. Okay. <laughs> now I know. Now I yeah, know the future. Yeah, those little nudges. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, those little nudges. But, but then, yeah, in real life. But then, yeah, also, I've, like, yeah, bringing it back to artistic experiences, too. I've had, it's been a journey overall. But a lot of times when I was doing, pers- like, my personal performance class, Back yeah. in the day, when we were having to tell our own stories, mm-hmm. the amount of times that I was maybe trying to force telling this certain story about myself or go this other way, but but yeah, but this little nudge was like, mm, look over here, look at this other this other story, like that was almost just kind of gently raising its hand, being like, I would like to talk now, and I'm like, okay, oh, I love that gently raising well, yeah. its hand. <laughs> just be like, excuse me, hi. Like, yeah, okay, what, what, and just kind of exploring, yeah, those different unra- unravelings of, yeah, different parts of your story and different creative ways that you can tell that story. And yeah, that was a whole journey of me, maybe my ego trying to control certain things. And then, yeah, my intuition is like, mm, maybe just try this other thing. And yeah, 
I had a, okay, I had a similar experience in that yeah. class where I would like start to write something or I'd stress. Honestly, a lot of my performances in that class are very like off the cuff. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't, I like, I would plan them or write them, mm-hmm. but like you're saying, oftentimes I would start with one idea and it would end up being something totally different. Yeah. And I think that what yeah. you just like just going with it <laughs> yeah, and what we're talking about now is like a good example of what, um, Aaron listeners talked about in episode one, oh, such a great, I actually re-listened to that episode this week. Mm. Jeff's kiss. Great, great episode. <laughs> but <laughs> Not to, not to like toot my own horn, um, <laughs> but Erin specifically said that like she operates now with like she always tries to follow the thread of inspiration. Mm. I feel like this is a good example of that where like you yeah. said like, like that thread of inspiration was like there gently raising its hand like, oh, pull me, pull me, pull me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> like, but a lot of times my ego and honestly thing I've been super having to work on the last <laughs> few years is my sense of control of wanting things to look a certain way or I planned this thing and so I want it to look like how I planned but oftentimes yeah your inspiration or intuition is like oh just try to look over here and it's like I had a plan though <laughs> yeah yeah or like fine I feel like sometimes with Sometimes with art too, when you're creating something, it's like, no, that this isn't deep enough. I've thought out this really deep and intense <laughs> like scenario or this image or like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or for me, sometimes I get that way at least where I feel like my style is a lot more like simple. I really like just like exploring the simple things. Yeah. And, and that's great. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh no, this is so boring. This is so boring. And my I need ego to make is like, it something deeper. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have to make it like artsier or I have mm. to like <laughs> have something going on Whatever here and means. here. <laughs> and my gut, yeah, and my gut is like, like with the short film that we're starting rehearsals for, it's just two people, yeah. uh, uh, siblings and I was like, oh no, it's too dialogue heavy. Like there's not enough not enough going on in like the script for like the camera or there's not enough like transitions or they're you know it's too simple just these two people who are like having these just conversations ah and then I was like yeah but like that's literally that's what it is that's what mm-hmm. pieces yeah. and you have to and you have to trust it wants to be <laughs> yeah like there's no need to make it what it isn't mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's I think it's also good to, you know, ask yourself the question sometimes, like, should I, should I try this thing? Should I do this thing? Or like, it's good. It's healthy. I asked asked the director. I was like, and it's also good to get constructive feedback from others, but also, yeah, listening Uh, to the piece itself or listen. Yeah. Listening to that inspiration. Like, okay, where did that come from? And yeah, (laughs) where did that come from? But also what does it, not need to be or want to be and yeah. why why do i feel the need to force it a uh, certain way like, le- al- allowing something to be what it is instead yeah. of trying to allow it know, to make unfold it, make it something else how it may yeah discover you have to discover it for sure for sure and yeah that's that's a process that takes trust <laughs> and yeah it takes confidence in that trusting of the peace and your own peace and your own 
inspiration to lead you <laughs> or to unfurl, even if, yeah, you don't know <laughs> the yeah. end destination, which sometimes my control ego oh my gosh. freaks out about. But, but wait. I was in a I was in a workshop for a musical theater workshop. Um, it's the ones that I've told you about the somatic experiencing mm. ones. Um, but this woman is a therapist, and she like does somatic experiencing. And one of the things that she specializes in is like performance anxiety mm. and like helping like musicians and um, actors, dancers, just people kind of regain like a mind body kind of connection to address like performance anxiety for sure um one thing when I was working with her big takeaway I had is I was like mentioned I was like something my teacher will ask me is like Gabby why do you look sad Mm. um I was like I'm always stressed about that because I I don't know. It's just my face. And I'm like focusing the whole time on like how my face looks. And I'm like, don't mm. look sad. Don't look sad. Don't right. Look sad. Then in your head. <laughs> Am I looking sad? Oh my God. But yeah, exactly. If your brain is like focused on not looking sad, then <laughs> literally you're going to be shitty. <laughs> you're going to give a bad performance because you're, mo- uh. you're not present in the circumstances. <laughs> That's essentially what she was telling me. Except she didn't say it like that she but she said like you talking about control just now is what mm-hmm. brought this to mind because she was like talks about this idea of discombobulation how your character is often um not always but often your character is starting a piece in a place like from a place of discombobulation where mm-hmm. they're like oh shit what is happening and they have to try and work something out or they have to try and like get grounded or they are doing something but yeah. often at the time, often at the very beginning of the piece, your character is not 1000% like composed. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they have somewhere to go. They're working through something. Um, but she's was talking about that. And she's like, embrace it. She's like, don't judge what your discombobulation looks like because mm. that's not, <laughs> that's not being present. That's not living inside. That's not living the experience. That's, that's control. Yeah. But don't yeah. don't worry about it. And honestly, that changed everything for me. And I was like, you're right. Okay, like I understand from a technical perspective that you don't want to look sad all the time, you know. <laughs> There's technique to it. Yeah. I understand that. Um, but what she was saying really helped me, and I actually think I looked a lot less sad during mm. my work, like moving forward because I wasn't like stressing about it. Yeah. Or, like yeah. Yeah, but her specifically saying like, no, 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 because that that's not discombobulation, that's control. And I was like, oh, she's like, oh, that's what she was saying. She specifically like was like, don't try and control the discombobulation. Yeah. You don't, oh, you don't get to that. judge. You don't get to judge what your character's discombobulation looks like. You yes. don't get to judge that because that's control. And I was like, oh, aha moment. Marsha, Marsha, you genius. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> those workshops really were like (gasps) yeah I remember you were taking them them. you were taking them during the pandemic and yeah it was outside of university setting and outside of any of your normal teachers but yeah you just or you got a reference to this workshop from another teacher and you just went with it and 
And yeah, just give you a whole different frame of mind after having some distance from, yeah, how how we were trained and being in the kind of machine of being at university. um, Yeah, just being at university and Ah. being so, yeah, living in your classes and living for (laughs) trying to get approval from your professors and do good and get good grades. But after a pause of all that, just this simple... Yeah, somatic approach was such a breakthrough moment for you, or at least how you were kind of talking about it. Um, oh my God, it oh, it totally, totally was in lots of ways. Like that's just one way saying like you can't judge your character's discombobulation because that's control. Well, yours, like yeah. <laughs> that helps. That helps. Oh yeah, totally. That helped me with like a huge block. It mm-hmm. felt like just like shattered when she said that. Yeah. And then another thing she would say. Because obviously, not obviously, <laughs> I in the past really struggled with performance anxiety and I yeah. don't nearly as, as much. I get nervous, but not like throw up nervous. Whereas I used to, there have been like a few times in my life where I've gotten like throw up sick or. Yeah, yeah. I, I shared one of them with, with all of you listeners on the podcast in episode one too. Like so nervous for a little night music rehearsal that I like threw up in a practice room when I was warming oh, up. Yeah. And like really struggling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Th- these workshops also just totally changed the performance anxiety element too, because she had said like, you're supposed to feel nervous essentially. Mm. Yeah. Again, yeah. For so to, long. Uh, again, like, trying to not pretend like the nerves aren't there. Of course they're there. <laughs> Exactly. And I don't mean to be like, again, I don't mean to be like, oh, I'm so good. (laughs) But it can be really hard when you're, when you're very good at something and you try to talk openly and honestly about your nerves because everyone shuts you down. Mm. They're like, oh, you're so good. You don't have to worry. It'll be Mm. great. And it's like, that's not what I'm worried about. I know Uh, that I'm great. Yeah, the nerves are still there. Of course. Yeah. I know that I'm amazing. (laughs) I just feel like I'm gonna crawl out in my skin. Yeah, I don't like yeah, that. That may not. Um, that sometimes doesn't go away, like, or the essence of that. But then yeah. it, Oh, but then it doesn't help. What I'm saying is like, it doesn't help to have people telling you you're fine. Don't be nervous. <laughs> you're you're great. You're not gonna mess up. It's like no, I didn't. I don't. I know I'm not gonna mess up. That's not what I'm worried about. That's like the last thing on my mind. Like whatever. If I mess <laughs> up, I mess up, and I move yeah. on. Like. It's beyond it that. Was that yeah. I was judging myself so much because I was like, shit, it's a problem that I feel anxious. It's a problem that I'm nervous. This is like a mm. problem and an issue. And then, and then also I was like, and I have no one to talk about it with because everyone just thinks I'm great. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is like a really like, oh, poor me problem. <laughs> <laughs> but doing these workshops it really changed that because she was like you're supposed to feel nervous literally like your nervous system the thing is that when you're like your nervous system when you're performing is fluctuating and you're going um it's taking a very specific journey and it's kind of like you teeter on like you get activated but then you can like ground yourself and you're kind of like waving between this activated and like kind of grounded place mm. and like the performance anxiety gets really bad when you like like if if you can't kind of maintain that then you'll go into like fight or flight kind of thing or yeah. you're like freeze and for, for sure. me it was like 
freezing. Like I'd get frozen performance anxiety. Yeah, and I would. I would. So she was. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd try and like suppress all those feelings, yeah. not realizing that it was like okay to be nervous, and that that's my mm. nervous system yeah. doing its job. Um, and she would how to work with that, how, not against it. Yeah, she explained how all of that worked and like the parasympathetic nervous system and all that stuff. She's, uh, you know, she's a neuroscientist and like a. Oh man, we need she's more not neuroscientists. A neuroscientist, we need more she's, neuroscientists. She's, and, yeah, that's art. And she talked about it. like, yeah, she talked about like mirror neurons and just anyway. Yeah. Incredible, incredible workshops. But since I started talking about this, is because she would say like, just change the story you're telling yourself about your anxiety, about feeling nervous. So instead of being like, oh, I'm nervous because I'm going to perform. Your body doesn't. Your body's like really smart, but also really dumb. <laughs> so you can like trick it. You can convince it into doing other things. Mm-hmm. So one of these things is she's like, tell it, tell a different story. Say like, oh, I'm about to go on a first date with a crush, or I'm mm-hmm. like, I am about to see like, you know, someone I really like, or just things like that. She's like, just yeah. You can kind of trick yourself. And like teach yourself that the feelings are okay by telling yeah. yourself that they're like something different. Like, oh, but normally what I say is I'm like, oh, this is me getting in the fucking zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, and then I feel like awesome. And I'm like, wow, I'm so powerful when I'm feeling my nerves. Cause I'm like, yeah, this means that I am in the zone. I am present. I am not a dead fish. I am ready. <laughs> I'm alive. We're here. <laughs> And so that was like a also a huge takeaway from those workshops and something that I hope all of you guys can take away from too. It's okay to be nervous. Yeah. We, we have a nervous system. It is it's normal for it to, to be engaged. It's normal for, for something to happen that, you know, Absolutely. sends it on a, on a trip. Yeah. And Especially it's really... as a performer. So just sure. change like, the story that you're telling yourself about it. And I don't know where I heard this, um, but like I heard something to the effect of Fear is just excitement without breath. Like it, it's very similar, <gasps> oh. like neuro patterns are going on in your body. And it's like similar activations, or if not the same activations, but a lot of times ah. with a fear, it's very shallow or little breath. So I was like, okay, so that's when people are like, okay, breathe, breathe, remember to breathe. So sometimes you have to remind yourself to do that if the fear is setting in there and your nervous system is doing all those sorts of things but you can also reframe it to be like i'm excited i'm excited to sing right now and my god I love yeah that. i'm messing up and there's yeah there's fear there the, there's nerves there too but but yeah but I, yeah i don't remember where i heard that reframe and i was like oh, oh i love that that like that totally connects these workshops too because it's like I mean, her whole thing is somatic experiencing. So it's being connected mm. to your body. And yes. she leads you through like meditations and like these body scans and like gives you visualizations to help mm. engage and like activate like a nervous system, I don't know, perspective, like your yeah. body. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that like how you're able to kind of maintain that like fluctuation between those like active and kind of more grounded states is like yeah. because your body is present and you're like aware of your nervous system whereas if you're all in your head mm. all right when you said fear is excitement without breath that's what really that was like oh because like you can feel all that in your body and if you're in your body and you're grounded in your body 
and your breath will be there for you. Yeah. But if you're not connected to your body, then your breath will it, – it'll then, disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Love it. <laughs> We're here at 10 p.m. like talking about science. Like, wow. We wow. <laughs> in our pajamas. <laughs> science and art and art and science. It's funny though because Aubrey and I had to we had to record from different rooms. <laughs> yeah. The way my I don't have the most advanced setup here yet for podcasting. Yeah. We'll, we'll grow. We'll we're, grow. We're in different rooms, but same same building, different rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Having a conversation. Oh. oh my god, how the how am I supposed to go to sleep after this? My mind is like racing with thoughts of <laughs> the nervous system. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's yeah, I've I've been on a journey, just on a personal journey, not art related, of just getting my nervous system to calm down. Um uh, and yeah, it's it's been it's a journey. It's a full journey and yeah, I've been yeah, trying to take yeah, melatonin and just yeah, do physical exercises like before I go to bed especially <laughs> to um to find ways to calm it down. Or just during the day, sometimes that for no reason in particular, where my nervous system just really kicks into gear, seemingly for no reason. But yeah, just to acknowledge that they're there and to try to connect to my body and <laughs> let it know, let it know that it's safe. <laughs> and... yeah. I sorry, I had to plug in my computer really quick because it all good. Dying. Um, but yes, but no, somatic awareness. Well, I totally is, relate to you with that too. Yeah, is yeah, it's a journey. But I think I love that somatic awareness of your body is becoming. I've noticed more mainstream in conversations, just in life, and because yeah, two years ago I I had never heard of that term or knew what that was, and yeah, just yeah, didn't know what to do and. When your body gets like that, or your nerves, your anxiety gets like that, it, it does feel like you're out of your body. But yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, different things work for different people. But yeah, but just yeah, finding totally. ways to yeah, reconnect no, that kind of thing, like reconnecting with my body is. I mean, I've talked about it on this podcast already a couple times, but totally has been transformative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah like you're saying not just not just art related but just life yeah in, general. in your life like, yeah it's yeah i think yeah, like yeah nav- finding reconnection with your body is such a simple yet profound thing it's, or, that's something interesting about these workshops too mm. is that it's like there were times where she would have me do something or have me do an exercise or she would be coaching me on a piece it was like literally like life-changing like she would have me do some kind of thing just because this is her specialty mm-hmm. and I would feel like literally like a weight lift like some weird thing in my body and I'd be like what the fuck was that <laughs> and then there would be like something would be just a little different I'd like turn off the zoom like after we finish these workshops and I'd like be crying I'd be Whoa. like that felt so good oh and, like, yeah I'm honestly really do feel like it helped these workshops helped me with like (laughs) with my PTSD yeah for sure because like I mean a you know she's 
be clear, folks, she is like literally a med a practitioner. She is mm-hmm. licensed. She is trained. She is very smart and mm-hmm. like knowledgeable. Anyway, just to say that she's she wasn't just some like random acting teacher who's like, hey, let's let's experiment <laughs> here and like I'm gonna push you and do no. She's like a therapist yeah. and is like trained yeah. to know like how far she can push someone and maybe what you know she knows yeah. that she can she is trained to be able to figure out and like help you and yeah like like, like somatic I feel like that's an important distinction to make approach to that yeah that's oh, that's great completely totally trauma informed and the way that she would talk about yeah. all of it and that honestly like made a huge difference for me too because like my PTSD for a long time was getting in the way of yeah. performing because you know mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to manage it and was trying to heal but then these workshops like a were just incredible for like my my technical practice as an artist as an actor mm-hmm. but then b yeah like literally it's just like it was also therapeutic the work she was doing because like yeah I would like I'd feel these sensations in my body which was healing mm-hmm. and like like yeah. my body didn't my body didn't know it was acting class you know, yeah. my, my PTSD was just like, wow, I'm a little less angry now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah. Feeling what, yeah. Feeling what your body's feeling and having newer awareness to that. That's yeah. I think a great, a great grounded approach to art and, uh, and life <laughs> as well. And yeah, really? yeah. definitely. Wow. A, yeah. A journey we're all, oh we're all going on, but I love it. <laughs> too it's amazing that we just like are people on this planet who have bodies <laughs> yeah how wild <laughs> amazing isn't it what a thing <laughs> that wow okay that's this has been a life-giving conversation <laughs> yay aubrey are there any like questions or like comments or concerns or like anything you want to share or add before we like start to wrap up our time here oh my gosh well (laughs) (laughs) we covered a lot i i love it (laughs) this was like take like a snippet of our random conversation we'll have in the kitchen and record it because <laughs> yeah we sometimes get deep which i love we do honestly there have been a couple times since i've asked you if you wanted to be on the podcast that we've been talking in the kitchen and i've almost been like wait we should not talk about this until you're on the podcast <laughs> this wait, is really good some of it. <laughs> yeah i'm like this is really really juicy and we cannot waste it on our kitchen <laughs> hey more where that more where that came from. We'll we'll have plenty. We'll have plenty more. And you know, it's it'll we'll have to have another conversation sometime. You know, we're like we both haven't we've both gone through this huge uprooting life change and are in a very different place that we were last and that we grew up in. And yeah, we've both been here less than a year. You've been here longer than I have, but we've both been here less than a year and we're still kind of adjusting to our new lifestyles as like yeah as working artists here which is yeah yeah, messy and great and exciting and all the things but i'm excited i'm excited the future a year from now maybe yeah check back in be like yeah how are we doing yeah how how are we doing checking in with that body (laughs) and checking in with our egos and (laughs) how's that body doing (laughs) how's that journey going for you yeah we're (laughs) 
it'll, yeah, there's different phases. And I'm, yeah, interested how that'll continue to evolve for, for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Me too. Wow. I can't wait. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, <laughs> well, Aubrey, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, and audience, thank you for joining Aubrey and I as we've talked about ego. We've talked about moving. We've talked about <laughs> feeling your bod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these different things. So thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate it. I love you. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.